We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is June 27th, it's 2019, and we have 10 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by the hottest DFS player in the world right now, Notorious. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Staying busy. Uh, definitely wouldn't say uh, I'm the hottest. I mean, Cheese just won 100K last night, so uh, I think we got to give it to him. Yeah, you know, pass the torch. It's fine. Um, just save that torch. Let it burn for me. I know they're going to have some big tournaments for Daytona for NASCAR. So just keep burning that torch so you guys can send it my way in a couple weeks. So yeah, as long anyway, as big turns, it's fine. Yeah, but super happy for you. Love to see you crushing. Um, if you guys haven't already, make sure you check out his pre-GA content here at Rotor Grinders. It's under premium stuff, and uh, it's worth the price of a mission, that's for sure. So if you haven't checked it out, um you were just telling me you're a golfer like tees off at like 5 a.m like you know what are you doing doing the podcast tonight <laughs> <laughs> yeah 4 55 uh a.m my time uh so i'll be out bright and early the grind down will be out a few hours earlier than normal which uh i'm sure nobody will complain about i'm sure they won't if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor make sure you head on over there check them out it's fantasydraft.com 
Sign up to the Roto Grinders links. That way you get three months of Roto Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft once you make your first deposit and start playing over there. Also, you'll get any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. Derek, let's get started. We start with the Mets and the Phillies. Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola. Um, any interest here in Wheeler? I think both pitchers are definitely interesting. Uh, you're getting a nice discount. Um, actually, my salary is having updated real quick. So They're the two highest priced pitchers on the slate. <laughs> so you're not getting a nice discount. The last time they took them out, they were both in the AKs. So, uh, yeah, but they're probably the most talented two pitchers in the slate. So I certainly don't mind them. Uh, Wheeler's a guy that um, good strikeout rate against both lefties and righties, 27% K rate against lefties, 24 against righties. So, uh, we know the strikeouts will be there. It's not a great ballpark by any means, but um, I think he'll end up being lower on than Nola. Uh, if I'm deciding between the two, I'll probably uh, go with the latter just because he's pitching at home. Uh, slightly better matchup. The Mets usually roll out a right-handed heavy lineup. Uh, I know Nola's been a little inconsistent this season, but um, still pretty good against righties. Uh, holding them to a 150 ISO. Uh, doesn't give up a ton of power, so... I think both are interesting. I wouldn't call either a must-play, um, but I think they're interesting. Yeah, I don't know if there is a must-play pitcher on this slate. Like yeah. that—that's one of the things that's like the most appealing thing about this slate is you know you're not getting anything that you feel good about. Um, you know, when you're looking at Wheeler, he struggles a little bit with lefties. They do have some lefties in here. Maybe he faces a, a little bit better of a lineup with all these righties in there, uh, but you know you don't feel good about it. Look at Aaron Nola on the other side of this game. And, you know, he's been dominant against righties throughout his career. A little bit of struggles this year with righties, but where he struggles is lefties. And we got to think like McNeil, Conforto, Cano, um, Dominic Smith. Like, it's not like either one of these guys have like a perfect matchup in a perfect ballpark. Like, this is a good hitter's ballpark, too. So, um, yeah, I think it's really like a coin flip. If I play either one of these guys, I don't know which one I want to play. Yeah, kind of right there with you. I think I actually might play Peacock over both of these guys, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, Mets, Bats, what are you looking at here for the Mets? Yeah, so uh, the numbers suggest Cano's still been pretty good against right-handed hitters this season, so or right-handed pitchers, so he must be getting like five hits every night I don't roster him because he goes 0 for 5 with two strikeouts every single time I take him. Uh, but he's still dirt cheap, 2,800 on FanDuel, 2,900 on DraftKings. Uh, still has a 360x well with 182 ISO, so hard not to like him as a value bat in the early slate. Uh, you can obviously play McNeil, Conforto, uh, Dominic Smith. Uh, still way cheap over on Fanduel, 2400. So those would be the guys that I'd look at. I uh, don't hate Alonzo as a part of the stack, but I don't think I want to stack against Nola here. Yeah, I had Smith in my cash lineup on both Fanduel and DraftKings, and in DraftKings I switched him out with 10 minutes before lock to make my non Calhoun um, work and. Uh, obviously very tilted um, about that swap. I would rather would have not saw that Calhoun was out of the lineup and just taken a zero because <laughs> Dominic Smith had a great game. But, yeah, I like Dominic Smith a lot on FanDuel. I don't mind him on DraftKings like Conforto. Cano's just so cheap that, it, you know, it is what it is. So frustrating. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that is exact, exactly what it is. Um, as far as the Philly bats go here, like, Jay Bruce um, is super interesting. You know, when we're looking at his numbers against right-handed pitching this season, he's a guy that gets the ball up in the air. We know Wheeler gives up a lot of hard contact and fly balls to lefties. So, you know, Harper, Bruce, maybe um, Cesar Hernandez because he doesn't strike out. But I'm probably, like I said, I, I kind of like Wheeler a little bit more than I like Nola, I think. 
Yeah, you know, after we talk about the bats, I might have to agree with you, uh, even though I said Nola at the start. But, yeah, I mean, there's just not many Phillies bats that I want to play. You mentioned Harper. You mentioned Bruce. Uh, both good power numbers against righties. But outside of that, there's not really anybody that I want to target here. So, yeah, I might have to agree with you. Um, there's more Mets bats that I like. So it kind of leans toward Wheeler over Nola. And don't get me wrong. You can always play um, Hoskins. But – and even like Rumuto, Rumuto is probably not going to be in the lineup day game after night game. Like he he's probably not even going to be in there. So, yeah, um, I think that you know we're certainly potentially looking at both of these guys. Texas at Detroit, Ariel Gerardo against Spencer Turnbull. Um, any interest here in um, Gerardo? Uh, no, not a ton. Um, I like lefties against Texas. You know, we saw Matt Boyd, uh, even though he gave up a few runs, had a bunch of strikeouts. Uh, with Joey Gallo back in the lineup, I just have a hard time. Um, oh, sorry, wrong wrong offense. Just, just scrap everything that I said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, low strikeout guy. Um, sorry, it's getting late for me. Um, but he's a guy that uh, just gets a lot of ground balls. Uh, his strikeouts are going to be boosted by matchup against the Tigers. Uh, if you look at his K rate by split, you know, 13% K rate to lefties, 21% to righties. So we could probably boost his strikeout project projection a little bit in this one. 6,500 on DraftKings is a pretty good price point. Uh, the game does have a very high total. Um, so you're not expecting a ton out of him, but if he, he can give you five or six innings, pick up a few strikeouts along the way, I don't think he's the worst point per dollar option. He's in play. <laughs> yeah, that says a lot today. But you know, you you mentioned a lot here with the Tigers. Um, everybody in the projected starting lineup for the Tigers has a strikeout rate over twenty percent against right-handed pitching this season. They have a twenty-seven percent strikeout rate on the season. So if they roll out their normal lineup with a bunch of these righties in here, I'm certainly going to have some exposure to them. Um, you know, Spencer Turnbull on the other side, what you were trying to say is you like lefties against Texas. So Matt Boyd was certainly somebody we looked at. But when we're looking at Turnbull with Gallo back and all these lefties, it's a lot harder to play a guy like Spencer Turnbull who has struggled with lefties this season. Yeah, let's try this again. Uh, Turnbull <laughs> has allowed a 355 XO, but 169 ISO to left-handed hitters. Strikeout rate of only 16%. Most of his strikeouts have come against righties this season. Look at the Texas projected lineup. There are six lefties in the lineup, uh, all of them with pretty good power. Chu, Calhoun, Mazzara, Gallo. Uh, so definitely don't want to play Turnbull here. Yeah, Willie Calhoun, man. Guy's mashing the ball right now. Don't even mind like Guzman, um, Danny Santana. Like all the lefties are certainly in play. Turnbull has done a good job at limiting power this season, the lefties, but I think we have some regression numbers coming to this because um, we're not seeing him throw as many sinkers and the sinker is not working as well. So I uh, do like this spot a lot for the Texas lefties. I don't really see a lot on Detroit that I like, you know, I'll be honest. And uh, maybe you could sell me on something here. Uh, it's a little tough. I mean, Gerardo, 52% ground ball rate, 21% strikeout rate, so definitely better numbers against righties and lefties. Uh, we have a right-handed heavy lineup, so maybe Kristen Stewart is a one-off, uh, but that's pretty much all for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. Cheap. Yeah, I guess like any of the cheap guys maybe, you know, but yeah, I just I don't see myself using a lot of Detroit if any of these Detroit bats today. Tampa Bay at Minnesota. It's going to be an opener. Steinek and then Jalen Beeks going to follow Martin Perez on the other side. Um, any interest here in Beeks? 
Not a ton. Uh, the Twins, I think they still have the highest ISO of any team in baseball, uh, especially against left-handed pitching. So uh, more risk than reward for Beeks uh, for me. Yeah, Beeks has been good against righties this season. You know, 292 Wobo, 114 ISO, 21% K rate. Um, you know, still worried about the hard contact rate being so high at 36% and giving up a lot of line drives, which is okay in Tampa. But once you start venturing outside of Tampa, it's tough. This lineup's really good, um, top to bottom. So probably going to pass on Beeks today. Um I think I'd rather play Perez on the other side of this game. You know, Tampa is a team that does strike out a lot against left-handed pitching and Perez is not the best pitcher in the world, but he's 7,900 and I know he's a guy that can, that has 20 plus point upside um, if he has everything rolling, but I think he's more likely going to get like 15 here. Um, But I will say like they rocked him the last time they played him. Yeah, they did. I think that game was in Tampa and that was kind of during his stretch where he struggled to get off to that really hot start to to start the season and then he struggled for four or five starts uh he's kind of turned around in his last two 3.83 sierra 27 percent k rate uh you mentioned the high strikeout rate for the rays uh every hitter except for tommy fam has at least a 20 percent k rate in their projected lineup so yeah i like perez quite a bit uh 7900 that's a reasonable price point uh, it's a slate where i kind of want to pay it for bats so i think i'll probably end up having him uh in quite a few lineups yeah, even if you play him, I think you're okay with playing. Like Travis Darnot is probably going to bat leadoff. Um, he's been batting leadoff against lefties, so like I, I think you're okay with even playing those guys on the same team. Um, I thought I read that Yandy Diaz is going to be activated for this game. There's a good chance he's going to get activated uh, today. So like that obviously hurts Perez a little bit. Diaz is really expensive though. It's hard to play him at 4900. Um, what are you looking at here for bats from Tampa? Yeah, probably just Darno as a one-off. Uh, I always like him in that leadoff spot. Might get an extra at-bat, especially with this game being on the road. So don't mind him. Um, Fam's a guy I like targeting against fly ball pitchers. Uh, for all the power that he has, he has such a high ground ball rate. It's rather strange. But um, I usually like to target him against fly ball pitchers, kind of like last night against Odorizzi. Uh, and then Diaz, if he's active, I'll probably give him a game or two uh, before targeting him. Um, what was his injury? I can't even remember um it was hamstring okay so that's probably not a big deal but i I have more interest in perez than i do in the race yeah i don't mind avisal garcia anytime like you know you want to play him Uh, i don't hate it um do you know anything about yeah michael bruce yeah they yeah they called him up but i don't know if he is he gonna play um he's in the projected lineup i can tell you that I guess he is a righty. He has some pop. Um, It's not like he's a massive prospect or anything like that, but um, he's had some decent numbers and like he's been okay in the first couple games. But like, you know, he's not one of those guys that's like one of these like um, top prospects in the Rays organization or anything like that. So I I guess like he's available. He's cheap. He's 2,600. Like, is he in there? Yeah, like, oh, I put a U in there. There you go. Yeah, or like if you're looking him up, it's like Michael or something like that. But um, you don't, you can't look it up as Mike. But um, he's cheap, right? Like he's a guy that has you know 14 home runs at AAA in 66 games this season. Like you know he has a 267 ISO in AAA. Like I think we have to consider him a little bit at 2600. Yeah, don't hate it. I was hoping to see a high strikeout rate in the minors just to, to add to my Perez interest, but. 
Uh, only an 18% carried in the minors this season. Yep. WRC Plus is really good, too. I might actually play this guy. He's really cheap. You might make that, like, Wheeler-Nola team that you're building. Um, anyway, Minnesota Bats uh, against Beaks. Any interest here in the Minnesota Bats? I mean, they just crush anyone that uh, is on the mound, so hard not to like some of these bats. Nelson Cruz always viable against uh, Southpaw's massive 391 ISO. Uh, Crone's not far behind with the 353 ISO this season. Those two would be my favorites. Uh, you know, Garver's a guy that I like to play, but he's just so expensive that it's hard to fit him into lineups. 5,500 today on DK. Uh, and then Polanco, certainly think you make case for him as well. And Beeks does have a slight reverse split if you want to, you know, stack him and include Rosario. Yeah, and don't forget about Sano. He's always a guy that can hit left-handed pitching too. So, you know, obviously Nelson Cruz probably my favorite play here. Uh, but Sano at 4,300 is another guy that I really like. Um Cruz at 4,500 is very cash game playable, uh, just way too cheap. Seattle at Milwaukee, Mike Leak against Chase Anderson. I have a feeling that on this smaller slate like this, um, we're going to see a lot of ownership towards Milwaukee bats. Do you have any interest in Mike Leak? Don't have a ton. Uh, I will note that his numbers have been better over his last three starts, but he's just not inducing any ground balls. I used to be his strongest uh, – you know, weapon uh, over the last few years, but has, hasn't been the case this year. So no interest in league uh, on the road in a tough ballpark. Um, going to the other side. I don't have any interest in league either going to the other side, chase Anderson. I, I'd be, I'd be saying wrong if I didn't say I had a little interest just because of how bad the Seattle team is right now. <laughs> They've been so bad striking out at such a high rate. Uh, used to be just lefties. We could target against them, but now we can target righties as well. Uh, their projected lineup, uh, if you include the pitcher, it's like a 28% average strikeout rate against right-handed pitching. So, uh, yeah, I think Anderson's viable. I think the the price point's good. Um, he should get some run support. Uh, there's always the risk that he gets blown up, but I like Anderson a little bit. Yep. Like, he, you don't feel good about playing any pitcher on the slate. All right? We already <laughs> said that. Like, you don't feel good about it, but <laughs> – at the end of the day, like Seattle, like you, you know, obviously, like you're you're worried about Vogelbach. Santana always has upside. You know, JP Crawford's been really decent, but all these guys striking out. So, like Vogelbach, Vogelbach is a great one-off today. That he is uh, by far the best numbers against right-handed pitching. But I will note that Anderson does have reverse splits. Uh, two thirty-nine ISO allowed last season. Two fifty-six allowed this season. Two right-handed hitters. Uh, home runs are. Uh, much more uh, prone to righties as well. So uh, if you want to look at like Santana, uh, don't mind him as a one-off, uh, but I think Vogelbach's fine too. Tim Beckham, Tim strike Beckham. a home run, strike a yeah. home run. Tim Beckham's really cheap, 3500 at shortstop. Don't hate it. They got Mac yeah. Williamson now, right? He's not any good, but. Yeah. Mac Williamson won me, won me a tournament on FanDuel last year. It was good. Um I think it was CJ that like talked me onto him one day, but anyway, um, Milwaukee bats, you know, obviously, like you said, Mike Leak, a guy that, you know, you want to get ground balls. He's done a good job of getting ground balls to lefties this season, but not really righties. Uh, what are we looking at here for the Milwaukee bats? Yeah. If you're in the lineup, I'll probably have some interest. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just a death row of hitters here. Uh, I love Grandal in the leadoff spot. Not sure if he'll get the start uh, with this being a day game. But, yeah, Yelich, Moustakis, Braun. Uh, and then they, you got whoever else centers the lineup, whether it's Thames or Aguiar, Shaw, Gamble. Uh, I like everybody here. 
Every single one of them. <laughs> Preferably the top of the order, but um, I, I like the Brewers too. I love stacking against Mike Leak because the days that Mike Leak doesn't have it, he gives up a lot of home runs. So it's always good to stack against him. Uh, Pittsburgh at Houston, Joe Musgrove, Brad Peacock. Um, any interest here in Musgrove? Not a ton. Now that Houston's healthier, uh, they got much more power in their lineup and they got fewer strikeouts. So hard to make a case for him on the road as a pretty big underdog. Yeah. Um, pitch well in his last outing. Worked out for us. Did really well. I think it was Friday. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back to the well here. You know, 30.8 against San Diego. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Not going back. Not not going back to the well here. Um, and then, like as far as Peacock goes, like Valdez was very under underwhelming on you know Wednesday. I played a lot of him. Um, so that's why I'm having a much better night on Fanduel than I'm on DraftKings. But you look at Peacock; he's been really good against righties. This is a really right-handed heavy offense. You know, outside of like Dickerson, Melky, um, you know, Polanco and Bell. I guess they could roll out Moran too. Moran. So, like, Frazier. Yeah, they could, they could go left-handed. It's really like Peacock's really going to depend on what the lineup looks like. Yeah, for sure. Um, on the season, 29% K rate against righties, only a 20% K rate against lefties, 241 ISO allowed to lefties. So all depends on the Pittsburgh lineup for me. Uh, if he does have the platoon advantage, then uh, I'll definitely fire him up. If they roll out you know, seven or eight lefties, then it's going to be tough because I do think he'll garner a lot of ownership. Yeah, but like Polanco's on the I.L., I know Brian Reynolds is banged up right now. So, like, you just got to you gotta look and see what this lineup looks like. Because yep. if it's only, like, Bell and Moran and maybe Dickerson, then I have some interest in Peacock. Um, as far as the Pittsburgh bats go, like, I like the lefties. You know, the guys that we just talked about that we wouldn't like in the lineup for Peacock are the guys that we're going to like as far as at the plate. You know, Bell, Moran, Dickerson probably. Yeah, exactly. I like those three. Um, if you take Peacock's name away from his splits, then uh, you would like this matchup. As I mentioned, 241 ISO allowed, 44% hard contact rate, 1.78 home run per nine. So there's a lot to like there. Uh, the strikeouts aren't nearly as high against lefties. So, yeah, I agree with you. Oh, man. It's late. <laughs> um, the Houston bats here against Musgrove, um, Musgrove has been, you know, really solid against righties this season. Still gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact to righties, but where he's really struggled is lefties. Um, sets up really good for Brantley Alvarez, uh, don't mind Reddick, but Altuve Springer, like all these guys, Bregman, they're all in play still, even against Musgrove here. Yeah. Altuve sitting at 3,900 on DraftKings is pretty enticing. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I don't want to play a ton of Astros against Musgrove, but I don't really want to play Musgrove against Astros either. So probably just not going to have a ton of exposure to that or to this matchup. Really like Brantley at 4,400. Like that price is really, really solid. Um, I think Alvarez is the guy you could pay up for until he stops hitting home runs. So massive power. Yeah. Five home runs over the last 10 games. It's not like it stopped. <laughs> so yeah, we were saying that like, Right when he got called up, can't hit a home run every night, but maybe every other night. Maybe, never know. I, you know that that home run every night might happen. <laughs> All right, last game on this early slate, we got the Cubs and the Braves. Um, Bryce Wilson um, against Tyler Chatwood. Any interest in Wilson here? Do we know about the wind? Um, I'll look that up. Give me two seconds. I I meant to look it up before. I always look it up before. We're like off a little bit today. 
I blame it on you. It made me start earlier. <laughs> yeah. My wife is going to like you, though. She's going to like the fact that I'm going to bed earlier tonight. Um, Looks like pretty neutral wind, five to seven mile an hour out to left field. So pretty neutral. Okay. And as you were doing that, I'm trying to look up Bryce Wilson's uh, minor league numbers. Uh, This guy's a prospect. Like, he's a top five prospect in the organization for Atlanta. Um, I don't know how necessarily that will translate. Um. We saw, didn't we see him last year a little bit? Yeah, we saw him pitch a little bit last year. Uh, he started a game last year, did not go well. Um, 11.6% swinging strike rate, 24% K rate um, in AAA this season. Good K per nine stuff, um, good walk rates. Looks like he's a guy that has good control. Um, good changeup, but he doesn't really have that fourth pitch, which might hurt him here. Yeah, I like the low walk rate, decent strikeout rate. Um, I like to trust Vegas in these situations, so I'll probably wait and see what this line's going to be. Um, but I, I doubt I'll end up playing any Wilson today. Yeah, I don't know if I'll end up playing him either. I do like guys that get the like to have the velocity. Like he's a guy that throws high nineties, like ninety six, ninety seven. I like those guys. You know, I don't ever mind taking shots on those guys. So. Depending on what the Vegas total is, depending on what Weather Edge tells us about this game for the wind and all that stuff, um, I don't hate it because it just comes down and back to like, there's nobody on this slate that I think is a must play. So the fact that he's 8,600 might keep people off of him. And if if this is a spot that I can take advantage of that, I might take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, Chatwood on the other side, um, probably not going to play Tyler Chatwood. Yeah, when he was on the Rockies, you know, we always said he'd be much better if he didn't pitch for Colorado because he had great road splits. And then uh, he left Colorado and just didn't ever do anything. Uh, best weapon is his ground ball rate, but a low strikeout pitcher even as uh, as a reliever. So hard to make a case for him, especially in this matchup. Yeah, I think the Braves are my favorite, like, stack outside of, like, maybe like a Milwaukee stack today. I really like this spot. He struggles with command which means he's going to get people on base. I'm going to have RBI opportunities. He's a ground ball guy, but that doesn't worry me too much here uh, with some of these bats. So I really like this spot for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, definitely. They're going to have a lot of base runners, like you mentioned. Uh, 14% walk rate on the season for Chatwood. Uh, If you're looking for high fly ball hitters, uh, the Braves offense is full of them. Acuna, uh, Swanson, Freeman. Marcakis, Riley, McCann, Albies, all of them have uh, above-average fly ball rates against right-handed pitching. So I think it's a great spot for the Braves. Let's do it. Come on, Atlanta. Bring it home. Um, As far as the Cubs go, like, you know, anytime you have a young prospect on the hill, like, you can always stack against him. You never know how it's going to go. I will say, like, one thing that's kind of interesting here is it's something that I've noticed with the Cubs. They're not the best team in the world when it comes to hitting fast, fastballs. Um, you look up and down this lineup. Rizzo and Baez do well in the 94 to 95 range, but when you start going up uh, you know, past that, like there's a lot of whiffs in this lineup. So I think the way that I approach the Cubs today is I would play them as a stack. I don't think I'd necessarily go with one-offs here, but is Schwarber still like free? <laughs> yeah, he is. 3,600. Yeah. I'm just going to keep playing him every day. Like, if he's going to bat leadoff, like, this this game stack is certainly in play because a lot of these guys are pretty cheap. Is something broke with the DraftKings pricing algorithm? 
I don't know. These guys are really cheap today. Schwarber's been under 4K for like a month. I don't get it. Yeah, but, but like yeah. even like Swanson and all these guys, like. Yeah, like I'm it. right there with you. I like the game stack. Uh, you mentioned anytime a young pitcher's on the mound, you can always make a case to stack against them. I uh, could get out of hand early. And then uh, if we get any kind of uh, boost from the wind or uh, the weather edge, like you mentioned, the Kevin Roth uh, puts together every day, I uh, definitely think it's a good game stack. Yep, going to have to have to rely a little bit on that one today with this game uh, because, you know, it's a day game in Wrigley, and if the wind is going to start affecting things, like then we're certainly going to want to play these bats more. Uh, let's move on to the main slate. Only four games on the main slate today, so not a not a tough one to break down. These are kind of slates that I like, though. I like these smaller slates. Uh, we start with probably the, the chalkiest pitcher on the slate. It's Steven Strasburg going into Miami, facing Sandy Alcantara. Um, Strasburg, you know, we, we typically just play the studs against this team, um, and it, it works out more than it doesn't. Yeah, it's hard not to like him here. It's a small slate. Uh, clearly the best or the highest projection of any pitcher. Great matchup, great ballpark. Uh, the Marlins uh, projected lineup, 307 x but 24% carried against righties. Uh, Strasburg throughout his career, been really good against righties. Um, helped him do a 251 x with this season. So he's going to be chalky. Um, you can certainly make a case to pivot off of him because baseball is crazy and that happens. And if you're chasing a top-heavy tournament, then I don't hate the fade, but he's definitely the number one pitcher on the board. Yeah, you know, always. You can always play game theory, or you can always just go way overweight and be different. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know which way I'm going to end up, for say, but there's a good chance that I play Strasburg in cash. I don't see a reason not to. Um, you know, I, I think there's a, a couple cheap guys that can make it easy to make it work, uh, so I, I don't see a reason not to not to play um, Strasburg in cash here. Sandy Alcantara on the other side. I think I still I will stand by this. I think he is a good real life pitcher. I just don't think he's a good fantasy pitcher. Yeah, right there with you. Uh, his numbers against lefties and righties are both pretty good. Decent ground ball rate, uh, but he just doesn't get the strikeouts, and that kind of makes it tough to play him in DFS. Not a great matchup against Washington. So, uh, especially at this price point, 8300 I was kind of hoping he'd be 6 k uh, and you could make an argument for him, but uh, a little overpriced for this matchup. Yeah, I just, for me, it's it's probably going to be a pass just because, yeah, I don't see the reason to take the shot here. Um, Washington Bats, like, just because Alcantara is not a fantasy play, I don't typically stack against him. I don't mind maybe going with, like, a Soto or an Adams or a Rendon, but... I'm not going to go out of my way to stack against Alcantara here, especially in Miami. Yeah, doesn't give up a lot of hard contact, doesn't give up a lot of home runs. Uh, it's not a good ballpark, so I'm kind of right there with you. Uh, you can maybe look at Turner for some stolen base upside. Uh, Soto is a one-off, but not a ton of interest for me. Um, Miami Bats, I know it's a four-game slate, and Strasburg is going to be very, very popular, uh, but I don't see myself getting the leverage here um, stacking <laughs> against him. Yeah, uh, if you're if you're doing an MME like hundred lineup, something crazy like that, you know, throw in a couple of Marlins stacks because if uh, Strasburg does get lit up and takes out you know sixty percent of the field with him, then uh, you could beat the other forty percent with the Marlins stack. But if you're building one to ten lineups, I, I don't think I would play any Marlins. 
Uh, moving on here, Walker Bueller against Peter Lambert. Dodgers in Coors facing the Rockies. Um, Four-game slate with Coors. Aren't we so excited? Um, what's your thoughts here on Walker Bueller? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Um, when I'm looking at pitchers in Coors Field, I want them to have a high strikeout rate and a high ground ball rate to kind of give them both of those outs. Um, you don't want to get the ball in the air in this ballpark if you're a pitcher. It does have the high strikeout rate, um, but it doesn't really have the highest ground ball rate. It's just tough. Um, but I guess if the reason if you're looking to fade Strasburg and you, you want to load up on the Rockies, then that's kind of your reason. But I don't think I'll be playing Bueller here. No, I think I'd rather take a shot on like a Griffin Canning or somebody if I was not going to play Straws. But, but yeah, I don't see myself playing Walker Bueller. I think he's super talented and it's just – I get super scared every time I'm, I'm facing a guy in cores and I know he just absolutely dominated this team in LA put up 53 fantasy points, but I just, it's different. It, if you're like mass multi-entering, you play him a little bit yeah. because there's just not a lot of options on this slate for pitching. So like you do that, but like if I'm playing 20 lineups, which I might do here, I don't know if I end up playing him more on than like one or two teams. Like I might just lot Strasburg and mix in my cheap guys. If I do 20 entries. So, um, Peter Lambert on the other side of this game. It's it's a hard pass for me, Derek. That's that's an easy one. If Lambert could face the Cubs every time out, uh, he'd be an all star. <laughs> two good outings against the Cubs, and then two bad outings um, against the other two opponents. One of which was the Dodgers, just giving up a lot of home runs to lefties uh, in course Field. Dodgers lineups loaded with left-handed power. It's tough. I know the forty-seven hundred dollars price tag they're trying to lure us in, but I don't think I'm going to fall for it. Nope, that's a hard pass for me. Um, there are three other cheap guys that I would play before I would play Lambert. Um, I would play a relief pitcher before I'd play Lambert, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Dodgers here. They're by far the team to stack. They're the best team on the slate. Um, it's all about pricing, who you can get in. But, you know, obviously if Bellinger sits, he was um, dealing with a, a left knee injury on um, Wednesday. If he sits, like, that helps Lambert a little bit. But you still have to face like Muncie and Jock and all these guys. And like, you know, uh, for me, um, I'm going to I'm going to do a strong pass um, on, you know, the pitcher and just absolutely load up on all the Dodgers bats. Yeah, honestly, if Bellinger sits, it actually helps the Dodgers stack because it takes out, you know, the most expensive bat kind of lets you, uh, you know, afford some other stuff. But if you're playing Strasburg, you're going to have a tough time stacking the Dodgers. Um, so tough decisions to make here. I definitely love the spot for them. Uh, pretty much anyone in their lineup is going to be viable. But Jock, Verdugo, uh, Bellinger, Monty, Taylor, all way above 5K on DraftKings. So it's going to be tough. Good. Good job. Price those guys up. Um, what are we doing here with the Rockies bats uh, in a tough matchup? Seems like the Rockies, when they have an easy matchup, they're the uber chalk. And when they have a tough matchup, everyone forgets about them and plays the other team that's in course. So I think uh, the Rockies are a great uh, leverage stack in tournaments. I don't think a lot of people look at them other than like one offs for Blackman and Dahl. So I like the stack um, individually. Probably Blackman and Dahl. Yeah, um, I honestly like. They're not as priced. They're not priced like they usually are in cores. So, you know, I, I like it. And it'd be really interesting to see what the lineup looks like for the Dodgers uh, if Bellinger doesn't play because, like, they've had some cheap guys that they've called up and they're still a little cheap. So you can get exposure to some of these cheap bats um, 
on both sides of this game. Like Garlic's 3,400. Um, Will Smith is like 3,600. So if these guys are in there, like they make for really good plays um, on the slate. Yep. Arizona at uh, San Francisco. We got Alex Young making his major league debut against Tyler Beatty. Um, what are your thoughts here on Alex Young? Uh, why don't you talk about him while I pull up his numbers? <laughs> uh, yeah, I like I like Young a lot. He's probably my favorite SP2. Um, he was the reason that I said that it won't be too hard to fit in Strasburg today. I like it a lot. You know, you get a matchup going into San Francisco against a team that doesn't have a ton of power. Uh, 15.2% swinging strike rate, 25% K rate. Ground ball pitcher in the minors. Doesn't give up a lot of home runs. My biggest concern with him is walks. And obviously that's super concerning um, when you got a guy making his major league debut. But like that seems to be like his biggest issue in the minors this season is walks. He's a lefty. He's a lefty facing the Giants. They're one of the worst teams in baseball this season against left-handed pitching. It's hard not to like him. They're 30th in Woba. They're 30th in WRC plus. They're 30th in ISO. They strike out at a 24.7% clip. Like, why shouldn't we play Alex Young here? Is ranked 30th any good? No, it's it's not. No. Oh, no. Okay. Uh... It's not like that thing. Like you save the best for last. No. Yeah, like you mentioned, it looks like the walks are the only issue here uh, and the fact that it is his uh, second, third career major league start. So, um, I don't know. He did, he, oh, he has one. a start? No, no he, he doesn't, doesn't have a start. I, I had Bryce Wilson's up. Yeah, first career major league start. Uh, decent strikeout rate. He's the team's eighth-ranked prospect, according to Fangraphs. So, uh, definitely a guy that you can look at. He's cheap. Um, and if you want to fit some of those Dodgers bets, I think that's a good way to do it. So, uh, yeah, I like him. I like the ballpark. I like the matchup. Could always get blown up because it is his major league debut. These typically go worse for the pitcher than it does for the opposing offense, but I'll take my chances here. Well, I think the the biggest thing is like he's not giving up home runs in the PCL. Like yeah. that that's huge. And now he's coming to face it like San Francisco in San Francisco. Like, you know, you still worry about like Tyler Austin and, and like he has the pop, but there's just not a lot of home run upside in this lineup anymore. So yeah. I yeah, don't you, necessarily see a spot where he just like gets blown up here. Yeah, I was gonna say you can ignore the six point oh nine ERA, uh, given the, the fact PCL, that yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Is it that high? I don't, even, I don't ever look at ERA. It's um, uh, four point three. So yeah, I, I'll take that for a young guy. But <laughs> six point nine. Oh, that's not good. Um, <laughs> Tyler Beatty on the other side of this game. I honestly, I don't hate him either. Uh, when we're looking for cheap arms, this game's in San Francisco. He's 6,200. Um, he's shown some upside. He, he has the strikeout ability. We know that. You know, he does have what he has 36 strikeouts and 32 innings this season. So, like, we know he has some K upside, but it's not like he's very good. And he just struggled mightily in Arizona um, in his last start. Yeah, look, we got eight pitchers on the mound tonight. Two of them are in course field, so I mean, we really only have six <laughs> to choose from. Uh, Bede is only 6,200. I like that. Uh, decent strikeout upside. Definitely gives up a ton of walks, but uh, high ground ball rate definitely benefits from the ballpark. Um, yeah, I don't mind him here. If you look at the walk rates for Arizona, they're actually a pretty patient team, so I don't love that, but um, don't have a lot to choose from. So I think both pitchers are viable. Yeah, but like, you know, Jake Lamb, he's back. So obviously that hurts um, Beatty a little bit. But the ballpark helps him more than anything else. Uh, ballpark, you know, contains left-handed power. Uh, one of the best ballparks in baseball um, for containing left-handed power, you know, outside of just giving up doubles and triples in the in the triangle. 
Uh, let's talk bats here. Arizona bats. Um, I like David Peralta. Uh, I think he's certainly in play here. I don't mind Jake Lamb, but I hate the price tag. Maybe you find him cheaper on like, Yahoo or FanDuel or something, but his DraftKings price is a little too high. Yeah, he is cheap on FanDuel, 2700 so I like that call. Uh, if you look at BD splits, 385 x well, but 296 uh, ISO, two lefties. So definitely want to look at the lefties here. Peralta, Lamb, your best options. Dyson with some stolen base upside. He's pretty cheap on FanDuel, too. Um, Any interest in the Giants bats? Well, if you're looking to load up on the Dodgers, you're going to need some value bats. So Solano, 2,100 on FanDuel, 3,100 on DraftKings. He's been batting leadoff against uh, Southpaws recently. Don't hate that. Uh, Austin, Posey, I think they're okay, but uh, not if I'm playing young. Just going to depend on what roster construction looks like. Yeah, like if you're loading up on Dodgers um, and you end up in the Tyler Austin range, I don't hate it. I wish he was a little cheaper, 3,800 on DraftKings. Um, Buster Posey. I cannot honestly tell you the last time I played Buster Posey, but I actually don't hate the 3K price tag today. Um, if I want five fantasy points, he's my guy. Um, I <laughs> uh, remember when Buster, I have a Buster Posey bobblehead in my office from when he won me a, a Fandle seat, but I'm more likely to punt catcher just in general um, with like the beef uh, is min salary or. His brother, Welkin, is Ben Salary if he catches or something like that. So, um, yeah, I don't have – like Tyler Austin's probably my favorite player from the Giants. He's the guy that I want to play. If I do end up playing a lot of Alex Young, I might make a hedge stack, but that's really it. Um, I think you can always stack against a young pitcher. Um, last game here, we got Oakland at L.A. Um, I'm seeing two different guys. I'm seeing Mike Fires and I'm seeing um, Tanner Anderson. So, um pulling up because anderson was supposed to start today and they moved i thought they moved him back a day yeah that's what i'm seeing so let's go with anderson um if we're wrong it is what it is um i'm seeing anderson in multiple places do you have any interest here in anderson i don't target pitchers against the angels i just don't do it they have uh, a lot of power they put the ball in play one of the lowest strikeout rates of any team in baseball so not a lot of interest. Uh, he's one of the many pitchers in this slate that has a high ground ball rate and a low strikeout rate. So <laughs> just at the mercy of Babbitt, like a lot of these guys. And he's much better against righties. Like he, there's enough lefties in this lineup now with Otani and Calhoun and Bohr. Goodwin's back. Listella. Like there's enough lefties now that I think you can stay away from this whole only target you know the angels with you know good right-handed pitching it's just it's not working anymore and this ballpark is really playing towards hitters now that they move the fences a little bit yep for sure that's a tough lineup right now um canning on the other side of this game like you know you have to have a little interest right this is a pretty right-handed heavy offense um you know olsen to be in there profar maybe taylor but for the most part you know they're probably you know, I guess Grossman, you know, could be back in there. So he could potentially face five, six righties in this lineup. Like, if you're not paying up for Strasburg, I think Canning's your next best option unless you want to roll the dice with Bueller and Coors. Yeah, Canning's easily my second favorite pitcher. Uh, when you factor in price, I mean, you could actually argue that he's better play than Strasburg. I mean, given the fact that you're going to get, you know, two or three extra bats from Coors, so – uh, I like Canning quite a bit. You mentioned uh, he's been very good against righties, but he also has a 27% carry rate against lefties. So even if they do have three or four lefties in their lineup, I'm not too worried about it. 
Uh, they don't strike out a ton, but um, I mean, he's the he's the best of what we have to deal with, what we have to work with. Yeah, you know, it's just a slate that he's probably going to give up some runs. You just need him to get some strikeouts. Um, he put up 16 and 19.7 in two starts against this team already. I don't think it's the worst ever if he gets you like 16 here and, you know, Strasburg gets beat up a little bit. Like, to be honest, like Strasburg should outscore everybody on the slate. And if he gets in any kind of trouble, like you're just gaining leverage there. Um, but yeah, like it's just a spot that if you're not paying up for Strasburg, I think you look at Canning. Um, as far as the Oakland bats, um, do you like any of these guys? Not really. Uh, Matt Olson's always viable against righties, 383 X two forty one ISO this season. So I like him as a one off. His price still feels a little cheap on DraftKings at forty one hundred, but don't really want to play any of the righties against him. Uh, I guess Chris Davis is always viable under four K, uh, but that's it for me. Yeah, one of those odd like like one of the guys that profiles really well against him is actually a righty is the Lorino. Um, if you want to play the whole batted ball profile thing, like he profiles really well against him. So um, I was trying to see if I could find BVP cause I know he's faced this team twice and see what it looked at, but I couldn't get it to pull up fast enough. Um, so I don't mind him. Don't ever mind Olsen. Like you mentioned, I don't think I stack here uh, potentially one off or two, but you know, with four games, you're going to end up on some of these guys if you're playing multi injury. If you're only playing one team, you're probably not going to play these guys. Um, as far as the Angels go, though, I, I you know, this is a spot. Tanner Anderson, I don't mind targeting any of these lefties against him. And Mike Trout and Justin Upton are always guys you, you want to play as well. Yeah, very small sample, but 65% hard contract rate to lefties this season. 2.70 home run per nine. So all the lefties you mentioned, Listella, Otani, Calhoun, um all on my radar and then trout and upton just in play regardless so uh even though it's not the greatest matchup i think they're both viable uh they got her upton and trout both have expo was above 500 against right-handed pitching which is massive so yeah i like the spot quite a bit for the angels i don't think they're going to garner nearly as much ownership as they would if there wasn't a game in cores and yeah i think they're sneaky they're affordable and you can stack them pretty easily yeah and boar you know i know you had two home runs on Wednesday, he, he does have four home runs now, and I think eight games since getting recalled. Um, hey, maybe all he needed was a trip to AAA. Like, <laughs> sometimes yeah. you just need to clear your head, but he's 3,700. Uh, if you're looking for a first baseman, again, I like the lefties here. Um, certainly don't mind him, but it's kind of all I got. Um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Four-game sample or four-game size here for the, for the morning grind game. Rolling out the bats from cores. This is going to be fun. Um, give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Ooh, that's uh, it's pretty ugly down here. I don't like Anderson. Don't like Lambert. So uh, I think we're both going to pick a pitcher from the Giants. I'll go with the rookie, Alex Young. Yeah, my first choice as well, but I'll take BD. Um, those are the two options. Those are the two guys that I'm, I'm going to roll the dice on for cheap pitchers on this slate. Um, give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. There's only four of them. Who's your bust? The easy answer here is going to be Walker Bueller, but I'll take Alcantara uh, just because of Washington Nationals. I'll strike out a whole lot. Yeah, I'm going to take Bueller uh, because he's my least favorite out of the guys that are left. <laughs> Um, give me a guy over 4K, not in cores, to hit a home run today. 
All right. I'll go with Otani. We just talked about Anderson's struggles against lefties. Uh, Otani's bat's been heating up, so I like him quite a bit. I like that. Um, I'm going to take Soto. I'm guessing he's over 4K. Um, I didn't look at his price, but I'm going to take Soto. Uh, Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits. All right. Yeah, under 4K. Seems like the pricing is pretty tough today. Not a lot of options, but uh, I'll still your guy that uh, you mentioned with the good batter ball profile in this matchup, and that's uh, Loriano uh, going up against Griffin Canning. I like it. I'm going to end up playing him as like one off some some spots and just kind of hope that the batted ball profile thing works out. But um, like, I think Tyler Austin hits a home run. Um, so I'm going to take him. <laughs> He's I'll got take that over two singles. Yeah, I, I would too. So uh, <laughs> I'm just taking him because there's just not a lot of cheap guys today, which makes punting catcher so much fun. Um, give me a stack to score six or more runs, not in course. Uh, we just talked about him. I'll take the Angels if they're matching up against Anderson or Fires. Actually, <laughs> Fires might yeah. be even better. Fires might even be better. Like Trout would be like, like the Angels would become the like they're already like my favorite stack outside of cores. Um, to be honest, like I'm just gonna take. Man, I don't want to take Washington here. To be honest, um, give me Arizona. And I don't feel good about it. This is gonna man. The ownership today is gonna be really highly concentrated on a certain spot, so you can gain a lot of leverage on the slate. Yeah, I'm just glad I got to go first uh, in the, in this game. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, um, I hope you finish first and take down another PGA tournament this week. I appreciate you joining me. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Me and Grant breaking down the slate. Um, as always, you can check out Derek's stuff here. PGA MLB. You know, the grind down update video, what is it? Every, almost every day, right? Monday through Friday? Yep, every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, love you all. Thanks for listening. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow.